1: There's only
0: one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, uh, another episode of The Daily Ticket, this one for Wednesday, November 22nd. So close to Thanksgiving, so close to Lions and Packers at Ford Field. Before we get to our guest. And this individual joined us before. He was dead wrong about his Packers. He's going to join us again. We're going to make him eat crow. But before we do any of that, I'd like to thank you for following, subscribing, reviewing, and rating. I got it all settled. Next week, it's our first ticket trivia. I've picked three of you at random. I will let you know. I'll bring you on the daily ticket. You will go against each other in sports trivia. I'll be Alex Trebek. And then Stoney from The Morning Show will take on the winner. So, we'll do it next week. Please keep reviewing, rating, subscribing, following the daily ticket wherever you get your podcast, and send me a picture on Twitter, Rieger1984, or I'll reach out to you and we'll get you on the daily ticket. All right. Without further ado, let's bring in one of my favorites in the business. I used to work with this man, I used to work for this man. He's the one guy in radio that thinks I was actually good at this. His name is Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, he's in Milwaukee. I love Sparky. Steve, what's going on, bud?
1: I love you, Rieger. You you don't get enough love when it comes to how good you are doing what you do in the radio business. Set it for years. You're really, really good. Go. Uh
0: yeah, so I'm back. Uh this last is the only time... reason I bring Sparky on. So he yeah, gives just... me compliments. But Sparky, yeah. last time you joined us, you talked shit. You you really did. did. You yeah. talked massive amounts of yeah. shit about the Green Bay Packers and that game happened. Lions won by 14, but it wasn't a 14-point game. They dominated you in the first half. And now you're 4-6. and six. The Lions are 8-2. and two. They play on Thanksgiving. Why should anybody believe that the Packers are different and can maybe have a different result at Ford Field in a couple of days there or tomorrow?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know how much different the result will be at the end of the day. This is what I know. When I was last on this lovely podcast, of here's the Daily Ticket, <laughs> yes, I said... Uh, Jordan love does not suck this much. I know he does not suck. Now it may take this year, but he's not, he does not suck. Uh, and up until that Lions game, it did look like he did suck. We had no issues from that Lions game. Odd. What we discovered was if you have a really good pass rusher, like Hutchinson or Max Crosby or somebody like that, the Packers offensive line simply is not going to stop you. And the Packers coaching staff is going to do nothing to try to stop you. They're just going to let you eat our left tackle alive and kill Jordan love. Now, hopefully this time, <laughs> That won't be the case. Hopefully this time, they will provide help to Rasheed Walker or Yashin Ivan, whoever's at left tackle. They rotate throughout the game. Right guard and left tackle. so the weirdest thing I've ever seen, Rieger. They rotate guys throughout the game. You play a series, you play a series, you play a series, you play a series. It's not the same left tackle the whole game. Rasheed Walker will play a drive, then Yash Diamond will play a drive. That's left tackle. Who's right guard, right guard, John Ruddian will start and then Sean Ryan will get a drive and then Ruddy will be back in there and over left. T- so those two positions are rotating like it's a platoon in baseball. It is psychotic to me, but that's how they've been playing it because neither neither position is really good for the Packers at this point. But the Packers offense sucked after that. The first half of games, they couldn't score points. It was horrible. Second half of games, like what happened against the Lions, they figured things out at halftime, made the adjustments, and then they started to look like an offense again the second half. Well, Aaron Jones finally came back. They didn't have him for the Lions again the last time because he got hurt. First game of the season against the Bears. And... They could figure out how to run the ball. They couldn't figure out the offense. Well, Jones comes back three, four weeks ago. And now this offense is starting to go a little bit. Jordan love throws for over 300 yards. First time he's done that in his career this last week against the chargers. Uh, and this offense is playing better. The, the rookie receivers, the second year receivers, they're saying we're playing faster now, you know, earlier in the year, we were kind of guessing at what we were should do based on a coverage of what they were throwing at us or based on how a quarterback was playing us. Should I go this way? Should I go that way? What should I do now? It's, we know what we should do and we're just playing fast. Big difference from what it was when they played him in Detroit. Having said all of that, my fear still is Jordan Love gets killed in this game. That's my first fear. Uh, There is no Aaron Jones. He got hurt last week again. So no Aaron right. Jones. Uh, the other running back besides AJ Gillen uh, is Eugene Wilson. He also got hurt in that game. The Packers have 16 guys, 16 on the injury report for this week, 16 guys. Again, if if of those 16 guys, if 12 of them don't play, well, it's over. I mean, it'll be done by halftime. This game, is, it's a it's a wrap. But if if a lot of them play, yeah, maybe it'll be competitive a little bit. I have no faith the Packers could stop the, the Lions offense. No faith whatsoever that that's going to happen with Joe Barry's defensive coordinator. So y'all are going to score a bunch of points. What I want to see is, can they protect Love because they did it the last time? And can they move the ball on offense without Aaron Jones? That's what we don't know. Because previous, earlier in the year, they could not. Jones comes back, the offense gets going again, and we're good. So we'll see what changes.
0: Well, it's interesting because last time the Lions played the Packers, they got to Jordan Love. And they put Jordan Love on his butt. And they had a pass rush. Since then, with the exception of the Atlanta game, and I really do think that's it, the Lions don't have a pass rush anymore. People in Detroit were furious because they did nothing at the trade deadline. Chase Young went to the Niners for a third-round pick. And people in Detroit are like, are you kidding me? We would have given you a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a second-round pick. It doesn't matter. But unfortunately, Brad Holmes did nothing to boost That defensive line, which hasn't played as well. The defense hasn't played as well either. I gave you this stat because I went on your podcast. What's your podcast, by the way?
1: Curd and long, like a cheese curd. Curd and long.
0: Go check out Sparky's podcast. It's fantastic. But I gave you this stat. I'll give our audience this stat as well. This comes from the Athletics. Since week seven, the Lions defense ranks dead last in EPA per play, 32nd, and success rate, 31st. The defense has not been the same. They don't get home. They get burned over the top. They do stop the run at a decent clip. But with all that being said, I do expect the Packers to be able to move the football. Now, if your offensive line is dinged up, if you have too many injuries, then maybe the Lions get lucky. I still think the Lions win. But unfortunately, since that Ravens game where the Lions got smoked against the Raiders, against the Chargers, and then against the Chicago Bears, who they would have lost if Justin Fields didn't do a little shimmy dance, and next thing you know, the Lions scored 14 unanswered and pulled it up miraculously. Right. They have not looked as good. They just haven't.
1: You know, for me, uh, it's not about really the Lions. It's more or less about the Packers uh, and the coaching because the left tackle is no better now than he was the last time you saw him. Uh, so if they don't provide a tight end over there to help Chip Hutchinson uh, or a running back hitting him on his way out to a route or something to try to keep that dude off of, you know whether it be uh, Walker or Yashin Ivan and left tackle, it's going to be a long day again for Jordan Love. The other thing is, without Aaron Jones, will they just abandon the run and say, to hell with it? We're just going to play out of the shotgun. We're going to run it 10 times, and we're going to let Jordan Love throw it 45 to 50 times. He threw it a ton last week. Even with Jones and Wilson out, they just said, to hell with it. We're just going to throw it. And they were effective doing that against the Chargers. Now, the Lions secondary, on the other hand, Is a Lions secondary as bad as what the Packers saw with the Chargers to where guys are going to be running wide open during the course of this game?
0: Well, that hopefully was an aberration, but they have injuries and they've had injuries. And Cam Sutton's on one side and Jerry Jacobs is on the other side. It's not the greatest secondary by any means. I would agree with that. Now, their linebacker play has gotten a hell of a lot better. But yes, you have to worry about their secondary if you're a Lions fan. And you got to worry about the defensive front that just cannot get home. So, I do think this is a huge game for the Lions. In, in no way do I think they could lose this game, which is probably stupid on my part. In no oh, way I do good. I think the Lions don't move to 9-2, and two, but it's how they look. Because here in Detroit, no offense, Sparky, here in Detroit, we don't care about you guys. You know, good. it used to be, it used to be we, 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 we obsessed over Aaron Rodgers and we obsessed over the Packers. And why won't you call us your rivals? You call the Bears your rivals. We want to be your rivals. We, we don't care about you guys. All we care about is the fact they're 8-2 for the first time since 62, which is 61 years. And there's true belief here in this city and this area that the Lions could do something truly special, something that we've never even thought about before. Which brings me to a question. I want to ask you this question,
1: OK? Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can I just point something out? See, you thought... Packer fans were these arrogant, condescending fans. I you can't are. believe you don't you think we're your rival. What? Blah 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 blah. Listen here. Now you understand when you're really good and somebody sucks, they don't matter. It does not it matter. does not count. It does not. And now the packers aren't good, they suck. You all are good. And you don't care about the Packers. That's how it's supposed to be. Regardless of if you want them to care about you, but you've never been good enough for them to care. That's exactly what it is. This goes, I take it back to the 90s when Leroy Butler and Brett Favre and all those guys were playing. They go to the playoffs every year. They'd always have to go to Dallas. And they got their asses kicked. Time in and time out. It was a big rivalry for Packer fans. Cowboy fans did not care. They never deemed the Packers a threat because the Packers could never beat them. Typical Sparky,
0: typical Packer fan. See, you don't know what it's like. We won championships. Now you know what it's like. You're ridiculous.
1: But I want to ask you this question. No, I no you don't you know question. what it's like you've not won a championship. So you still don't know that part.
0: I have no what it's like. No, you're right. And, and I don't know what it's like. I uh, take great uh, pain in you describing to me that you know what I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, we used to care about you, but you're absolutely right. Not the Lions are good, like legitimately good, second best record in all of football behind the Philadelphia Eagles. Then, yes, the, the Packers, we don't think about you like we used to. We used to have a poster of Aaron Rodgers up on our wall. We used to throw darts at it. Like, screw what? this guy, right? Oh, he killed the Lions. He destroyed the Lions. Aaron Rodgers was a Lions killer. How many times did the Lions win the division and Aaron Rodgers comes in on his white horse and says nope screw you guys we're going to win that division I remember 2014 I remember 2015 I remember 2016 I mean it never stopped anyway here's what I want to ask you because I went on your podcast and I threw this your way I saw this question and I think it's pride of Detroit that they're a blogging site for they do a lot of Lions stuff and they asked this question they said would you rather, as a Lions fan, get the one seed, one game out of right Philly, which is home field throughout? You get the first round bye, but your first playoff matchup is going to be against the team that won the week before in the postseason. And it's going to be a harder playoff matchup than if you got the two seed. Two seed, you still get a home game, you still win your division but you're going to play the seven seed in the NFC. So you play like the Bucks or the Vikings, whereas if you get the one seed, you're going to play, what, the four or five seed, which could be San Francisco if they happen to lose some more games, which would be a tougher game for the track. So if I gave you the choice, what would you want? As a Lions fan who's never won anything, who's never had any success, would you want the one seed or would you want the two seed?
1: It's simple for me. I always want the easiest route. So if the easiest route is taking on, you know, a garbage seven team, uh, a seven seed to win that game, that's, that's how I want to do it again. I've been a fan of horrible franchises. The Brewers uh, in baseball, 27 years without a playoff appearance, 11 straight years, not even 500 for the Brewers. The bucks were trash outside of one year with George Carl, with Gasell, Glenn Robinson, and Ray Allen outside of that trash most of my life. So I've been on that side of it. No, no. You want to win right? And whether in basketball, you want to win a round or whatever. You want the easiest matchup. It's I love people that say, oh, well, that's horrible that their best player got hurt. I wanted to beat a full squad. No, you <laughs> want that. I just want to win. I don't care if they're healthy or not. So for me, if I'm a Lions fan, I want the easiest path. So if I can avoid tough teams early by getting it as a two or a three, then let's do it. Let's play that way. That's That makes a lot of sense to me. I, I'd rather get that first one out of the way that monkey's off my back, boop, there it goes. And now we can focus on games and hand moving forward. Because face facts, Rieger, that team, that organization knows they haven't won a playoff game in forever. And if you're in a tight game and it's a three-point game or something, you are going to tell me that it's not, it's not going around in the back of their minds that, holy crap, here we go again. I'm telling you, you want an easy win. Win by 10, 14, 20 points in the first round. Get that talk done with, and then focus on a Super Bowl run. I
0: I never realized you were so mentally soft. I I, I never realized. I've looked up. I thought of you as a mentor in my radio career, if you can call this a (laughs) career. I never realized you were so soft. You want to see You want the one seed. Sure, the two seed gets you an easier playoff game, and you can finally, as you mentioned, get the monkey off your back. You win your first playoff game since 92. You win your second of your lifetime probably, maybe the first of your lifetime. And I know for Lions fans, it's win the division first time since 93, get a home playoff game, and get that damn second playoff game. But here's why you're wrong. You want the one seed because you're to do special things. And now you have to move your train of thought to, hey, we just want to win a playoff game. Hey, we just want to do what every other city in the NFL has done at one point. We just want to do that too. your mood and your mind should move to, we can go to the Super Bowl. And the only way you go to the Super Bowl is if you get the one seed, home field throughout, the first round by to get healthy. Hold on a second. Yes, your first playoff matchup in the second round will be tougher. But if you have any thoughts, That means you gotta slay the Niners or you gotta slay the Eagles. I don't know if you go on the road and do such things in Philly or in San Francisco, but if you get those guys coming to your crib with that crowd, you can beat them in your house. The only way is, is if you get the one seed. You gotta raise your expectations, Lions. There is no reason to think only a playoff win. Every reason to think, let's go to the fucking Super Bowl. We are allowed to swear here. I cleared it before I came on.
1: I, uh, I, You're wrong. I've convinced i convinced you, you need, to some, you need to show me somewhere in history where a yes. team that has been trashed like yours for so long has went into the playoffs after not having won a playoff game in that many years, and went on a run and won a Super Bowl. In fact, show me that in any sport where you've had an organization that's been that bad for that long has it had a playoff victory or a round victory. You know, because the playoffs in baseball and NBA are rounds, right? It's it's best of five, best of three, whatever. So, find me that where, oh, man, they haven't won a playoff series in, like, 30 years, and they just won, yeah. won a World Series. Like, yeah. come on. Like, that's, to me, you're you're asking for something that just does not happen. Girl, Normally, and, you take steps, right? You take steps. No,
0: no, that's where you're wrong, though. First of all, in 2006, the Detroit Tigers had not gone to the playoffs since 87. They go to the playoffs, they go all the way to the World Series. Unfortunately, ah. there was a huge, long layoff. And they right. ended up losing to the Cardinals in five games, okay? A freaking Cardinals team with 83 freaking wins. I'll never forget it. But my point to you is, my point to you is, it's not about winning a playoff game anymore. It's not about just winning a playoff game. What's happened in the past doesn't matter. It's about trusting your system, trusting your coach, trusting your front office and players that you put together that maybe end up winning 15 games dare I say, 14 or 13 games, however many times they lose going forward, it's about trying to do something that we've only had wet dreams about. And that is go to the Super Bowl. And there is no guarantee that you're going to get back here. There's no guarantee that Jared Goff doesn't get hurt. There's no guarantee that you're going to be as good next year. Eventually, you got to start paying guys. The salary cap becomes an issue. This is the best chance to do it. So to just think, like, let's take steps. That's weak. No. You want to go win it all. You've wanted you no idea what it feels like. So right now, and I'm and you'll disagree. Right now, if you win a playoff game, but lose in the second round, right now it's a disappointment for me. Whereas at the start, I would say just do that. But now your expectations change with the evidence in front of you. And you got a pretty good football team. You're 8-2. you get the record in all the NFL. Let's
1: go. I, uh, a couple of things. One. Yes. And again, I'll help you along the way here, Lions fans. One, when you get to the playoffs, it's a different beast, obviously, than what it is in the regular You're season. It's so just conceded. a different beast. It's a different beast, right? So, so you have to adjust. It's a different level of intensity. Regular season is one level. Playoffs is another level. Now, again, You've got Jared Goff there, right? I mean, he's been to the playoffs and, and done all that, couldn't win it, but he he got there, so he's been in playoff games, so that's good experience, obviously. You talk about your window, and I, I, I will say, your window may only be this year. Your window may yes. be shut tight after this year for the foreseeable future. Why do I say that? Because I can't imagine Ben Johnson is back as offensive coordinator after this year. You I have right. to think he's a head coach. And then my question is, who the hell is going to run that offense if it's not him? Because I think Ben Johnson is really, really, really good. But you're
0: proving my point. You're proving my point. If Ben Johnson leaves, let's say he takes the Raiders job. I don't know. Pick him a job. (laughs) Whatever. Exactly. If Ben Johnson leaves, okay, first of all, I do trust Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's already fired two dudes, and the team's got better. And he was the one that promoted Ben Johnson to OC to begin with. So he's an offensive mind. I've got no problem. Eventually, you want your coaches to get hired by other teams. That means they're good. That means you're winning. But you just hit the nail on the head. If the window is closed, I mean, look at the Bills. The Bills thought they would win a Super Bowl. Bills thought at least they would go to a Super Bowl. Seems like their window is closing, correct? I don't know how long the windows for the Lions will be open. I mean, look at at, uh, the Jets. The, The Jets thought they would have Aaron Rodgers. Right, He got hurt three plays in or whatever the case was. And now Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle, and, and they're a travesty. They're a train wreck with a good defense. My point is, you live for today. What is the Latin? I'll, I'll impress you by my education. Carpe diem, seize the yeah. day. Yeah. You seize the damn day. You want the one seed. You set yourself up for true specialness. Forget just winning a playoff game. Now, if you come away without winning a playoff game, then so be it. I'll live with it.
1: Oh, I don't know. I just think it's, it's, it's difficult in the NFL to have that bye week, especially when you haven't had the experience of being in this situation, of now saying, okay, you haven't won a playoff game. We're just going to kind of exp- put you right into the second round of the playoffs. Uh, and again, you'll get time off to rest your bones and so forth. I think that's fine if you've lost two of your last three games and you're going into the playoffs kind of on your rear end. Then I want the bye week. that okay, let me regroup, get healthy, and I'm good. But if the Lions are playing well, and they have won five or six, or they want six straight or something like that, I want to keep playing. I don't want to stop that mojo. I don't want to stop that momentum. I want to play through. Keep that going and keep that hot streak going. And Don't let me sit here and think about it. For me, that's how I view it. I would love to know from the people comment section
0: below. Let us know who's right, Sparky or me, Rieger. I think it's obvious I'm right. By the way, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs were the one seed in the AFC last year. And experience team. They ended up winning the Super
1: Bowl. Yeah, experience team. Okay, you don't have that. You don't have an experienced playoff coach in Canada. You, you got a quarterback. Andy Reid has Super been there Bowl. and done it. What? You got a quarterback that went to the Super Bowl
0: and lost doesn't matter he's got playoff experience I think that is way too uh, overstated I I really do you got a good football team you got a good coach you got a great offensive line the defensive line could it be better I'm not saying they're going to do these things I'm saying you got to put yourself in position to do these things and winning a playoff game that doesn't do it for me anymore it doesn't get me excited I need more I'll say and I deserve
1: more Hey, since the Packers probably aren't going to be in the playoffs, yes. I'll probably root for the Lions in the playoffs. That you all come out of the come out of the NFC. I we, think we a lot of Packer fans will probably root for for the Lions because nobody likes San Francisco. That's a Packer fan. Like everybody hates the Niners. Yeah, but we, we don't want can't it. stand the Niners. Don't want nothing to do with them. The Eagles. I don't know. I I just think everybody's. Had the the run of the Eagles at this point. So if everybody else that's there, I bet you, buddy, that a majority of this state will be pulling for Detroit to win the damn thing. That's my guess. We,
0: we, we don't want you there.
1: We don't want. It doesn't matter if you want us or not. I'm just telling we, you, that's we, probably how it's going no, to go. No, no. The please. whole country's going to be rooting for y'all. You're they the losers, not you. Like the Cubs not were. That's what. You. That's what it is. We
0: don't want Wisconsin. We don't want Green Bay. We don't. No. No. Yeah. No, hey.
1: No. You okay? know what? If you, have fun. All, if you all get out of run, I may get a Lions hat and wear a Lions yeah. hat and, yeah. and tweet it out for everybody. That, yeah, I'm supporting the Lions. Let's go, Lions. Yeah, the only happen. the only thing I don't want to happen is what you brought up in your
0: podcast, which would be somehow the Packers get a hot. You like the Lions have an easy schedule after next week, and you win some games, you get healthy, you pull the upset against the Lions tomorrow, and next thing you know, it's the two seed versus the seven seed right. at Ford Field. Lions Packers in the playoffs, and if the Packers beat the Lions, then um, we'll quit football. I mean, we'll be done. <laughs> the, the, the the franchise will move. We will do nothing but not go to art museums. We, we would that would be. Well, the people only thing want that would Dan Campbell with,
1: fired if that were to happen. Yes,
0: we're, yes. Get rid of everybody. Yeah, really. The, the only the only thing that would be worse. The only thing that would be worse is if. A team with the same record as yours, the Rams. If they get red hot, they won their last game against Seattle, and comes back against Golf. And if Stafford wins a playoff game, something he could never do in Detroit, against Jared Goff at Ford Field, we'd all vomit and we quit football. We would never watch again. We would make the team leave.
1: I'd root for the Lions. I'd root for the Lions against the Rams, too. I really, I'm telling you, I will root for Detroit if it's not the Packers in the NFC playoffs this year. I will. I like Gibbs because I'm an Alabama fan, too. So I I like Gibbs a lot. John Dorsey's in that front office for the Lions. I've known John for years since his time at Green Bay. Big John Dorsey guy. I think he's done a great job drafting. Uh, A tight end out of Iowa. Not surprising that Dorsey got Laporta, and he's been unbelievable to this point. Again, I just... I think the Lions are a feel-good story. I think they could be the team everybody in this country is rooting for come playoff time uh, going forward. I really do. I think you're going to see it. You'll see these Twitter polls and all that. People will be on the Lions bandwagon. You won't know what to do with yourself. It, it'll be such a big deal. And then if they lose, they'll be like, well, at least they made the playoffs. It was a good run. That'll be the response, yeah. God, I hate you. Um, <laughs>
0: but I love you. All right, very quickly, we got to go. Um, give me your prediction for tomorrow.
1: Uh, yeah, so I I figure the Packers are going to get crushed. I figure the Lions are going to score a ton because the Packers' defense is hurt number one, but also Joe Barry's a horrible defensive coordinator uh, for the Packers. So 34 for the Lions. I will be ecstatic if the Packers could get over 20. So let's say 24 points for the Packers. I'd be pretty happy with that because the Packers' offense have been playing well the last three weeks, but now it's without Aaron Jones for the first time since earlier in the year when they couldn't score without him. And you're playing a Lions defense that kicked your rear end the first half of the last game uh, and really had had the game and had the entire time. So if you could throw up 24 points and move the football like you had the last three weeks without Aaron Jones, against this Lions defense that you've played once already, national stage, loud Ford Field, I'm assuming Lions fans will be loud on Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. And again, it was ever about this year for Packer fans. It's more about just see the growth on offense. Is Jordan Love the guy? Are these receivers good enough? What happens next on offense? And as long as they continue going the right way the rest of the year, I think Packer fans will be fine. I'm going to say Lions
0: 34. They have no problem scoring in the 30s. I'm going to say Packers 28 because the Lions have really had trouble defensively stopping teams over the last three to four weeks. So we'll see what happens. Games tomorrow. Sparky, you're the best. Thanksgiving. And thanks for coming on, man.
1: Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving, Rieger?
0: Um, my mom makes a great mac and cheese. It's just delicious. Uh, other than that, I like the turkey. I hate stuffing. Stuffing is disgusting to me. I hate the cranberry stuff. Disgusting to me as well. You yeah, so stuffing? stuffing? Is not, not done with it. And then pumpkin pie or, you know, sweet potato pie. That works for me. What about you? I
1: hate dressing. what Stuffing, that's the best thing uh-huh. there is at the table. Stuffing, yeah. Turkey's good. For whatever the reason... And I realized later in life, talking to Gilbert Brown and Gary and Leroy, yes. uh, that I clearly have a weird family. We never had mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Ever. Oh, it's good stuff. Never, ever, ever, ever. And everybody else or Robbie is like, oh, yeah, you got to have mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. But, like, that was never a thing. We have craft mac and cheese. My mom never made homemade mac and cheese in her life. So, so that was never a thing.
0: I'll let you in on a little quick secret that they bust my balls here in Detroit about. Um, my mother will make the mac and cheese. Other than that, I've already announced this out in the air and people give me grief over it every year. So I'll just tell you. Um, we cater our Thanksgiving.
1: Dang a Rieger?
0: I'm gonna like Meyer I I pro- I'm gonna you. Bushes, I'm gonna cook. Kroger, yeah. i just order it. It's such a pain in the ass to cook everything. I watch football.
1: Rieger, that's brilliant. That's oh, see, really you brilliant. Think
0: it's brilliant. Everybody calls oh, me it's a loser. Totally brilliant.
1: It. Robbie Makloff, who we're both friends with that we worked with uh, here at twelve fifty, have the Fed. Yeah. Milwaukee Thanksgiving is he used to be a heavier set overweight guy. Then he lost like 150 pounds a year. And now he's not that big guy anymore, but he has always loved Thanksgiving to this day. He loves to cook. He loves to eat, right? So Thanksgiving and the day after those are his days to eat. And he always goes to his parents and he's in charge of making all the food, right? He does everything. Sounds awful. Rieger. I've never, I will never forget this ever, ever, ever. So he always t- took off the Wednesday before to get all the food ready, prepare and cook all day or whatever. And his mom would help out in the kitchen or whatever. He came in one Monday after a Thanksgiving. And I said, how was it? And he like started tearing up. And I was like, what happened? He's like, it, w- it was horrible. I'm like, Robbie, what happened? He's like, so I took the turkey. I wrapped it in bacon. Took Ooh. bacon, made a bacon jacket. On the turkey. Then decided that they were going to put it on the grill. Caught fire. Almost took out the whole side of the house. It caught so much (laughs) fire. Whole turkey absolutely ruined the whole deal. Thanksgiving ruined the whole thing because of the bacon, obviously, with the grease dripping and everything else. And it was almost a complete disaster. But I get down with a lot of people loving this holiday. Eating, watching football, napping. So forth, and you lions fans don't have to fall asleep in the second half because you guys should be winning. So you can stay up and watch the whole thing this year. That'll be good. Always condescending to the very end. (laughs) Sparky,
0: happy Thanksgiving. Good luck to your team. You're gonna need it. Thanks, brother.
1: Fairness to everybody listening. I am not like this in real life, but I do it to Rieger because when Rieger worked here. Rieger was as condescending about Michigan state basketball to badger basketball, the great Izzo versus the great Bo Ryan. And it's not comparable. Blah, blah, blah. So I went through all of this with Rieger. So now it's fun to have a little fun the other way back. The
0: funny thing is, is I don't like Michigan state basketball. They play a huge game tomorrow for them in Arizona. But I remember very quickly, very quickly to this day, it pisses me off. (laughs) Our boss, Yelled at me, almost fired me for this. Wisconsin under Bo Ryan was number one in the country. I was working the afternoon show with Gary Allerson And I went on the radio and I simply said, you're going to lose. Is those 10 times the coach that Bo Ryan is? Oh yeah. You got no chance. I remember. This was on a Tuesday. They yep. played Tuesday night at the Breslin Center. You lost. I felt so good about myself. I got called into the office the next day and got yelled at. I'm like, why are you? Our boss was like, you don't do this. Badger fans are excited. Why you gotta trash Badger fans? Why are you cheering for Michigan State? I'm like, I hate Michigan State. I'm just telling you what I think was gonna happen.
1: Now uh, that same guy is a boss at Westwood 1 and does all that fun stuff now over there. It's it's so funny. Ryan now, McGuire, like, we miss you, Yes. Buddy. Ryan McGuire lives here. He's he's in Wisconsin. He's like Where I used to live. He's like 10 minutes from the station, 10, 12 minutes from the station, (laughs) living back in Wisconsin. All those were the days. Yeah, those were the days for sure. We got
0: to roll. Usually we do comments. We'll put the comments off till after Thanksgiving. Sparky, happy Thanksgiving. Everybody, happy Thanksgiving. We'll catch you on Monday on the daily ticket, see what the Lions do and see if Michigan can beat the Buckeyes. Are they cheating? Did the cheating help? Can the Buckeyes beat Michigan? Uh, Michigan State plays too at Fort Field against Penn State. So we'll cover it all on Monday. Sparky, thanks for joining us. We'll catch y'all on Monday, The Daily Ticket. Like, subscribe, follow, review, all that kind of good stuff. Bye-bye.